This Could Get Dicey is an imperfect Dungeons & Dragons game played imperfectly. Like the name suggests, this podcast could get dicey. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9 to 5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, i just like to say it's a beautiful day to watch a game show and feel like I could make it far on this. <laughs> Every game show I watch. <laughs> the exact opposite for me, I'm like, oh, I could never. But this one, I was like, I could make it. Which one? Uh, Let's guess. Ca- we have to guess. Oh, okay. Uh, Card Shark. Uh, no, that's not the one, but that one's pretty easy, I feel. Yeah. Um, Dealer No Deal Island. What's Dealer No Deal Island? It's What's like Survivor that? and Dealer No Deal combined. What? <laughs> it's coming. It's new. It's got like some former Survivor contestants, like Boston Rob's going to be on it. Oh. So uh, it's not out yet? One 20-minute episode was released okay. at the time of no. recording. So it's not no, that one. It's not that one, but I'm going to watch that one. <laughs> Family Feud? No. But that was a good one, too. Uh, it is called The Floor. Is that like The Floor is Lava or something? Not necessarily. So the premise is, is a bunch of contestants, and each contestant is an expert in a category. And the category are very broad. It's like movies, celebrities, medical devices. And you challenge people. I'm probably explaining this really poorly. But you challenge people and then you go head to head in the challenger's category. And then essentially how you challenge each other or the challenge is like they show pictures of the category. And then it's just rapid fire. You have to say what that picture is. So if it's a celebrity, you just say the name. If it's a type of food you just say the food like they had a whole cereal category and they had the cereal box and they just took out the name and i was like i think i could do this mm-hmm. yeah that sounds, sounds interesting i recommend watching it it makes you feel good because you're like oh i could have definitely beat that person <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you're right i do i have that feeling about every it doesn't matter what the game show is i have that feeling about every single game show well i wish you feel that way about jeopardy like i've uh, no, not Jeopardy, actually. Nobody and does. do you feel like you could land a plane? Oh, <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, my feelings have not changed on landing a plane. That I do not feel like I could do. Okay, but I do just... feel like I could name cereals or like medical devices. I wasn't sure devices. how blind your male confidence was. Hasn't gone that far yet. Okay. Hold me back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Alex Villarreal. I play Ellis Vendove, and it's a beautiful day. To be watching a TV show, and you hear a song on that TV show, and the song is like so good that you like pause the TV show to look up the song. Mm. Hell yeah! I'm not gonna make y'all guess because that's two very broad topics. But <laughs> uh, I watched the first episode of the show Hilda. Oh which yeah, is like a, 
Uh, it's on Netflix. It's very cute. It's very sweet. And Do you know who the does episode, the music? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was uh, the song Fool by Frankie Cosmos. Hmm. And um, I was like in that like kind of like realm of genre of music, and I never listened to Frankie Cosmos. That that shit is up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Hilda looks very cute. I have what you watched all of it. I have not watched all of it, but every time it was on and I walked by, it's one of those things where I like stopped and was yeah. like standing behind the couch for like ten minutes. What's what's, what's happening now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very very cute show. Little girl lives in the woods with her mom, and there's a lot of mythical stuff that happens. Hmm. Hmm. And Frankie Cosmos is in it. If you like kind of lazy indie rock, yeah. And I think Hilda's good for D and D lovers too, because it's and like we. I think we're all probably Adventure Time at least admirers here, or like appreciators. I have it's, two Adventure Time yeah. tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I think the humor is similar. Maybe not the animation, but the humor. That's um, silly. Yeah. It's, it's looks really fun. Oh, if we could do a Hilda show, that'd be sick. Like a one shot. Oh, I, I was thought you meant like if we could turn this could get dicey into a Netflix animated series. Because yeah, let's let's I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Sure. Set our goals really high for <laughs> for the year. Netflix Netflix end of Q three twenty twenty four. Hi. I'm Kenny, and I'm playing Emil Mazak, and it's a beautiful day to use a little bit of makeup. Ooh. A tiny oh. bit. Mine is not. Let's guess. Hold on. Let's guess oh. what uh, makeup he used. <laughs> oh, where he, where, or where he put it. Like where I put it. <laughs> you used, is it on you right now? It is. Then it's concealer. It's concealer. Yeah, I was gonna guess concealer. <laughs> it's concealer. <laughs> I get. I was hoping mascara, but no, not no. My eyes just look like this. Um... <laughs> Maybe he's Damn. born with it. <laughs> I... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's candy. Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I do get um, like cystic acne sometimes when I'm really stressed, and it's just you know, you can kind of see it, but. A little good bit of concealer, especially when I got lighting on me. Kenny's gone Hollywood. I'm like profesh. <laughs> what do y'all think about the? Have you guys seen those like little acne stickers? Yeah, those are crazy. The the pimple remover little stickers. They're not yeah, removers. They're like just to like. There's like to cover them. them. They yeah. use it a lot on Love Island. They do use it a lot on Love Island, and that's I, I mean. I, I've seen TikToks of people pulling them off, and like the pimple kind of comes with it. Ooh. I think there's a little a level of like treatment to it. Yeah, oh, that's I don't cool. know if yeah. it's like like a Biore strip. Biore <laughs> for cysts. Biore. Biore for cysts. No, concealer's cool. I miss you putting on makeup. I haven't put on makeup in shit. A long time. Well, I did I have this from our theater days. Like, this is oh. old makeup. That's gonna from... make your skin worse. That's gonna yeah, make you're gonna make, it gonna make it worse. Oh, am I? Do you have this? <laughs> do you have the same sponge too? Because we, you know, we were fools back then with the sponges. We were pretty. Yeah, I had one sponge from like maybe age thirteen through age nineteen. But um, no, I I just it's used nasty. I used my finger. <laughs> I fine. used my finger. <laughs> I don't miss ever putting on makeup. One time Same. my friend put on some makeup on me and like 
I guess I was being dramatic because it was only like a like a slightly tinted moisturizer and like a powders it was like three things and I was like I can feel it and it's so heavy on my face (laughs) and I don't like it and they're like you're you gotta get out of here Get out of here. Get out. Because I was in a Nordstrom. So they're like, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of there for multiple reasons. They always, uh, I I was always told that with uh, makeup, especially in theater, they were just like, always dab, never like rub it onto your face. We were all rubbing on our face. I I was rubbing it in the pores. I don't have that kind of time to spare. Yeah. (laughs) Have you you done Texas UIL one act? (laughs) You know how fast that shit goes? Hello, my name is Becky Schmader. I am the game master for This Could Get Dicey. And it's a beautiful day to consider starting a new challenge of sorts. Tell us more. I don't want to guess. I just want more information. Okay. Should we we guess? No, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. It's this one that I found. I sent it to you, Kenny, but I assume you were busy yesterday and didn't respond to it. Or did you respond to it? Did you... Ooh, what you're talking about? Call out. Okay, yes, Kenny and I are now no longer friends. We are just amicable acquaintances (laughs) doing a podcast together. I'm stopping the recording. I'll have to change the intro. (laughs) Uh, We're three buds and one outsider, (laughs) and one enemy. Uh, no, the challenge is called, like, it was originally called Dungeon Dungeon 23, and it was oh, yeah, by yeah. the cr- yeah. creator of Mothership, and um, I haven't started it yet because it sounds kind of intimidating, but basically, like, every day you create a room to a dungeon, and then after a year, you have a mega dungeon that you've created. Um, but It's, I'm like, by hand. It. It's drawn. Yes. Yes, all oh. by hand, hand-drawn, and, like... People do it a couple different ways. Like, there's people who do, like, full calendar spreads. And so, like, each day literally is a, a dungeon Like, room, in a planner. Right. It's really cool. Here's the pro- here's why I didn't respond, Becky. Because I went down a fucking rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I fell deep down this thing. And I was, like, considering, like, could I ever do this? And I don't have the same, like, artistic ability, visual artistic ability you do. I think you could pull this off. I the the initial one I sent you was really intimidating because this person made little tiny rooms and mm-hmm. then put little tiny notes right next to it and so it I'm sort of like zoomed out it was like absolutely beautiful to look at because it was like all your information just like cohesively together on that one page mm-hmm. but I was like I know my handwriting is bad <laughs> and I also know that I will mess up while writing and he had a correction pen but still the point being. I don't think I'll do it that way, but I do kind of want to give it a shot. I would do it in like a like a blank sketchbook, so I had a lot of room to work with. The idea of doing it like in such a small space, like on a calendar, sounds super intimidating. Well, how other people do it is one page is you you kind of one half one side of a of a of a page is like the notes, and then the other side is the rooms. But the point is to be kind of constrictive, so that way you're not like here is the giant room. Yeah. For today, because you're yeah. supposed to fit it all. So it's, like, doable. Yeah. If it's tiny, then there's not much room to fill. It's a little square with little dots. But <laughs> a, the little guys... dra- a little dragon. A little, little goblin. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I- I'm considering it. Oops, empty room. You know, <laughs> right. Just do a bunch of those. <laughs> Oops, all empty rooms. Um, but, yeah, the idea is that, like, 
the end of a week would be like a floor of the dungeon. So by the end of the, no, that's not right. The end of a month would be a floor of the dungeon. So it'd be like a 12 story dungeon or whatever. I don't, I'm also like, I don't love the idea of a mega dungeon per se. Yeah. I was going to say, like, we don't have a lot of experience in our D and D playing with like huge dungeons. I put Becky put and Alex his... through a, a big dungeon once that was, and y'all, it was like a, like, I grew up on 3.5, and that shit is, like, heavy-ass dungeon, like, room after room after room, and this felt like, this took, like, this, like three months to play, I think, this dungeon. It was, it was our, ca- our characters were very sad after the end of it. I yeah. think the three of us playing wanted to cry. <laughs> so, damn. So dungeons are perhaps not our speciality. But maybe you can but, be a little liberal with what... What dungeon means. Yeah, yeah, what dungeon is. Like, maybe it's a maze. Maybe it's or a... school or something. Kenny, what was that dungeon that we did in Schmoggy's campaign? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> for like le- it's for level one. It's like oh, for level it's one. The, uh, uh, the Sunless Citadel, right? Yes, the yes, Sunless yes, Citadel. Dude, that thing, that thing was brutal that and rough for level rough. one characters. I ran that before, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, this it sucks, dude. It is for like a long rest each room. It's like for advanced players, you know, like people who have done it before and know what they're doing. Who have like perfectly min-maxed their characters. Right. That <laughs> when we did Ghost of Salt Marsh with Destiny, Alex, and some of our friends, we there was so there was like some mega dungeons in there, like specifically like the lizard folk. The, yeah, dude. I know. Oh, yeah. And I remember drawing that out on my like dry erase mat, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? <laughs> Stupid hobby." <laughs> Anyway, if y'all are here, listeners for dungeons, go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let us know, and perhaps we will come up with some dungeons. You know, we did a dungeon crawl kind of in the collector chateau. That yeah. one was cool and fun because it didn't feel. I mean, it was a dungeon, you know, but there was they enough didn't about feel it that was like one. There was enough about it that was weird, like not classic dungeon. Okay, I'm taking notes, and maybe by. Our next recording, I'll have started this challenge. We'll see. Woo! With that, are you all ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, Last we left off, you all finally entered the ball. The Hallowmoon Ball had begun, and Ellis began the work of getting the donkey demons, which they shall henceforth be named, <laughs> inside the ball. Things quickly unraveled as you, Ellis, were berated by the party planner Jimbo and your concentration on invisibility dropped. The donkey demons just barely inside uh, were now seen by all. Loomis and Emil, you both made your way into the ball and connected with Ellis before splitting up again. Emil, you made your way to Maiden Vambor and Lysith Ernok, attempting to get them away from the donkey demons temporarily at least. Loomis, you made your way to the gardens to keep an eye on Elizabeth and the exchange. In the gardens, Elizabeth interacted with a dwarven man with red hair who eventually left her in the gardens before he made his way inside. Emil, you pitched an idea to the representatives, and Ellis, while keeping a lookout for the red-haired dwarf, you charmed one of the donkey demons. Unfortunately, as is the nature uh, with plans, they began to unravel. The uncharmed donkey demon began to make their way to Maiden Vambor, and in an attempt to stop them, the charmed donkey demon grappled with the other one, and that's where we're at. 
The two donkey demons are seemingly wrestling in the middle of the ball. The main hall now has all eyes on the donkey demons, a circle forming around them to watch this all happen and unfold. So, what are you all going to do? As I'm kind of standing there watching the like circle form around the donkey demons, um, I start to kind of back away from the hoopla. Before I say this into my sending stone, can I see Maiden Vanbor? Uh, roll a perception check. Hoopla. Hoopla. Uh, natural 19 plus 7 for a 26. Okay. Yeah, you see that he had sort of been making his way back in from the back porch sort of area. Um, I hate calling it like a porch because it's really like a, it's a very grand balcony thing, but I don't know what else to call that, but like. There it is. He's coming in from outside with Lysus, Ernok, <laughs> as well as like the guards that were with them and the bouncers and such. Um, they kind of started making their way back towards the middle of the ballroom area. But you can see now that as this kerfuffle has uh, hit the ground, if you will, they, uh, they are kind of now he- like hesitating and sort of like moving, moving back. And you see the guards are sort of like surrounding the two of them. Into my sending stone to Emil and Loomis, I'll say, it almost it almost broke bad, but I think this is the distraction that we needed. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know where y'all are at, but uh, I'm gonna start um, keeping an eye on the the red haired dwarf guy. This is great. Um, I think I'm just gonna stay here and watch Loomis. I'm gonna get closer to Elizabeth. Hey, the the red headed dwarf that wasn't Dev, was it? I don't remember what Dev was. Me, Kenny. I don't remember what person, what kind of race Dev is. Oh, I think he's a human. He's not a dwarf. He's not a dwarf. Okay, it wasn't Dev. It wasn't Dev. Never mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Elizabeth stood Dev up. Yeah, but wouldn't that have been cool if he like show so romantic if he had shown up, right? If he was on the boat the whole time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, let's focus up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and, and keep go. keep your eyes peeled for a pair of red eyes as well. Oh, good point. Uh, I'm going to uh, try to um, tail the the dwarf man. Okay, roll a perception check to see if you can spot him in the crowd. Oof. Five plus seven, twelve. Uh, I think you maybe can kind of like through the the bodies that are moving around. You see uh, a short redheaded uh, dwarven man uh, sort of across the way by the bar. I will start making my way to the bar and to Loomis in the Sending Stone. Um, I'll say like, so what was their interaction like? Is 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 this even the person that we should be focusing on right now? I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's why I was gonna get closer to Elizabeth. But essentially, what I saw is he came up to her. It seemed like they had a short chat. He kissed her hand and then left. Okay. Um. That's. You know, that's our only lead so far, so uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. He's at the bar right now. Can I, uh, looking over the gardens from my perspective, seeing Loomis start to move closer to Elizabeth, um, do I see anyone else out here kind of poking around? or Roll a perception check. 19. Um, I think there, there doesn't, the gardens are sort of emptying out, I think, as you are making your way out here to sort of keep an eye on Loomis and Elizabeth both. Uh, I think a lot of people from outside are kind of running inside to see what's going on 
it with you know I'm sure it's like a loud cheering and thumping noises as like these two are kind of like wrestling on the ground um but you do not there's nobody suspicious or anything out in the garden okay I will relay this to Loomis so Loomis would like to go down towards Elizabeth from where they were definitely hugging the shadows has their elven cloak fully up and I believe that with that elven cloak um I kind of blend in with my surroundings so trying I don't want to be seen even though there's no one out here I I don't want anyone to see that I am going up to Elizabeth go ahead and roll stealth with advantage due to your cloak okay excellent 16. Okay. I think you managed to definitely, like, nobody on the, you know, porch area, no one in the immediate gardens sees you. Again, there's a lot of distraction going on inside that's bringing kind of people's attention. You know, whatever people were outside are kind of like, should we go inside and see what's going on? Like, that kind of thing. I think you managed to get down, um, you know, closer to Elizabeth, but to, to get to Elizabeth you would not be able to stealth so you're kind of like stuck in the shadows but you can at least see her and no one seems to have spotted you um down against uh like you're in some like shrubbery kind of topiaries (laughs) okay as i'm in the shrubbery i would like to take out a piece of paper okay on it right was that what needed to happen if yes stand up and sneakily make an airplane to throw it to Elizabeth. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll sleight of hand to see your paper making skills, <laughs> okay. your stealth skills here at passing a paper plane through a garden, through the air, your tossing ability. Easy. <laughs> He's had so 200 s- years to practice. <laughs> <laughs> he said sleight of hand, right? Yes. <laughs> Natural 24 and 26. <laughs> okay. Oh my it's god. You've created one of those like stealth fighter jets out of your piece of paper. It's like it glides beautifully through the air, targeted absolutely perfectly to like land in Elizabeth's lap. It's absolutely silent, not, you know, no like there's no like fluttering noises of paper. Um, and Elizabeth's kind of distracted looking at the water and the paper just sort of lands very gently in her lap. As she picks it up, she looks at it and stands up. Okay. Before then, like, folding the paper up and, like, stuffing it in her bra or something. As the Immediately as she makes movement to stand up in the sending stone, Loomis relays to Emil and Alice, that was the exchange we need to all eyes on this dwarven man i'll book it inside ellis where is he he's at the bar i'm looking right at him yeah i'll go that way i think as you all are kind of moving around and you know reconvening looking for this dwarven man uh we're going to see what is going on with the donkey demons so they are once again going to make a contested strength throw against each other to see if the charmed one can continue to grapple the uncharmed one. 
you kind of, uh, you have your eyes, Ellis, on the dwarven red-headed man, and you kind of are just, just carefully kind of, you know, peering through, like, over the circle of people looking around, and you can see that the charmed one has its, like, arms crossed and is, like, sitting on the chest of the <laughs> uncharmed one, seemingly keeping it grappled. Ellis thinks about, like, trying to talk to them to be like, y'all are really fucking boning this up, but, um... <laughs> I kind of Ellis kind of sees him as a lost cause. There's, there's, there's nothing more that Ellis can do for them in this moment. Has has the dwarven man moved at all? Roll another perception check. Twenty one. You see that the dwarven man has kind. Of, he's grabbed a drink from the bar. He's kind of like peering over, trying to like see through the legs of other people. You know, ducking around, trying to see what the action's all about. Kind of giving up on that, he heads down the hallway back to sort of the stairways i think i told you when you went up the stair like to the right from the kitchens was like other rooms like studies and and like a library and stuff and then the other way was towards the ball he's going down that hallway towards the um like other side of the house i will i will follow from uh from a measurable distance same can i can i follow along as well sure both of you roll a stealth check. 18. Eight. <laughs> uh, I think he sees the two of you, like he he's walking down the hall towards like a study or like a lounge or whatever, um, turns to, to look at you both kind of seeing that, you know, no one else is really in this hallway coming down this way. Like for the most part, everyone's either like leaving this area or already in the main ball area. Um, so he does notice you both, uh, but kind of keeps walking. Hey, quit stomping, Emil. I'm sorry. I'm, I've got my dancing shoes on. <laughs> did you really, did you really think we were going to dance tonight? A little bit. I'm a little, I if I'm honest, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's definitely clocked us. Um, uh, cover me with your cape. No, uh, that's silly. I, I'm gonna like duck behind. Can it. you make us invisible? Yeah, I, I, uh, I could. <laughs> that would. That'd be kind of tough for me. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I have one more third level spell slot. It's okay. And, Let's just. We're and, not doing anything wrong. Let's just follow. That's fine. No, no. How about this? How about this? You just keep doing you, and I'm going to duck behind like a corner. Uh, and I'm going to change back into the um um the worker i was what was his name something gonzalez carl 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 Carl. uh i'm gonna change back into carl gonzalez as i kind of distance myself from emil um and uh make my way towards where the red dwarven man went emil what are you doing um i'll just keep walking but i'll start like muttering to myself about Venzor's villagers, like going through the logistics. So it looks like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm walking with a purpose, maybe to like find a pen and paper or something to write things down. That guy's got an idea. <laughs> exactly. Get out of his way. He's not suspicious at all. I'll also relay to, to Loomis in my muttering, uh, like where we're going. Cool. Loomis, what are you doing in this moment? After, so I'm still technically in the garden, but after... I relayed the message to Emil and Alice, and Elizabeth stands up. What does she do? 
Um, I think she kind of stands up and, and dusts her, her skirts off. Um, she, you know, folded the note away and, um, she sort of, like, she had kind of been, like, daydreaming or at least, like, seemingly daydreaming, but I guess roll an insight check. 16. Okay. Yeah, you put together that Elizabeth and maybe this dwarven man were, like, putting on a front of, like, he came out here to flirt with her or something like that, and then they talked, and then she was been wistfully looking by the fountain, just, like, in her daydreams, blah, 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 whatever, you know, kind of just, like, putting on this front. Um, but now that, like, she's hearing commotion inside, and, you know, you've kind of sent a, a note to her, I think she's kind of turning into, like, it's it's real go time, like, stuff might hit the fan, and uh, so she's kind of dusting herself off and headed back inside. And once she fully goes inside i wait a few minutes no more than five and then try to sneak back up getting to where emil is um as you make your way through the ballroom we will do another check to see what's going on with the donkey demons here excellent so just a perception uh yes perception from you yeah me okay 15. Okay. At this point, the charmed donkey has been like flipped over and the uncharmed donkey demon um, is now like trying to like get through the crowd and get towards Maiden and Vampor, who at this point they have like completely like the guards were starting to make their way towards the circle to see like what this is and like break it up. And so what you're about to see is probably like guards and donkey demon uncharmed donkey demon like they are headed towards each other um i turn on the sending stone and just like the donkeys are on the loose (laughs) great wonderful things are going perfectly um so did the red-haired dwarven man go into a room not yet i think it's a kind of like a winding sort of path you all are on so he hasn't made it into like a room yet um, I think as Loomis, go ahead and roll, you roll a stealth check as you kind of come up to Emil or like catch up with him. As I'm trying to catch up with Emil, is this hallway really well lit? Is it kind of dim? What's the it's like lighting a, a situation? It's a well lit hallway. I'd say it's also like pretty large. It's, you know, multiple people can kind of like walk shoulder to shoulder within it. Um, so, it, but it is, it is well lit. Okay, never mind. Then I will just normally try to walk up to Emil. Okay. He sits, oh, not, yeah, not trying to be suspicious or anything, so you sit stealth? Yes. Okay. 16. Okay. Yeah, you managed to probably catch Emil off guard, but you are sort of like behind him now. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, now we're cutting to the fr- the front of this line, I guess, to Ellis. Go ahead and roll another stealth check with advantage um, as you're continuing to sort of tail this guy now with your new disguise. 15. 15, okay. You know, you all are, are making your way down this hall. There's like closed doors, locked doors. I think at the end of this big hallway um, before it like turns and, and turns towards like more private rooms, there's this big grand a wooden doorway, like double doors that the dwarven man is um, 
is slipping into, and so that is the room he's going into. He's leaving the the doors open, knowing that this, uh, and you can kind of see past the doorway that this is a, like a very large library that he's making his way into. He's making his way into a library. He's leaving the door open. I'm currently Carl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Loomis, um, where are you at? I'm right by Emil. Oh, I like turn around and look down the hallway. I'm like, oh, you're right there. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Sounds good. Loomis, do you want to be, you want to conti- continue being sneaky? Yeah, I can do that. Fabulous. I'm making my way towards you now. I'm saying this to you as you can see me walking towards you. <laughs> um, and I will, as I'm walking by, I'm like, good evening. Is everything going okay? Do you need any drinks? Uh, No, no drinks, but I... I'd love for you both to sample one of these berries, and I produce three berries. Ooh. In addition to being very tasty, they also can help. I know you don't eat Loomis, but it, it could really help. It's, it can, like, give you some benefits. I feel it. I pop one in my own mouth. <laughs> Should I eat this now? Yeah, what? give it a try. Maybe you'll want to put it in your next recipe or something, random cook, worker. I, I just, I just uh, serve drinks, man, and I eat the berry. <laughs> Yeah, Loomis awkwardly eats it as well. Love it. In addition to healing you for 1d4, which you don't need, you can now add my constitution modifier to all your attack rolls, your melee damage oh, rolls, shit. and constitution saving throws. Oh. It's it's four. What is that? It's plus four. Four? So is that Damn. on top of what we have? Mm-hmm. In <gasps> addition to your bonus, you can also add four to all attack rolls, melee damage rolls, and constitution saving throws. Damn. Hell yeah. Until the end of How your next last long, until the end of your next long rest. Bam. Okay. Dude, let's make a cobbler out of this shit. <laughs> get on Reddit and speak with this home brewer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go, thank you, sir. It's not often that the the workers get fed uh, while on the job. And I look to Loomis and uh, I say, uh, cool. Well, uh, hold your breath. And I touch Loomis on the shoulder and cast invisibility on Loomis. Why do I need to hold my breath? I gotta go back to work, y'all. <laughs> and, I, and I will, I will just like immediately turn around and walk back into the direction of the room that the dwarven man like went to. Um, and like, I just want like as like I'm going, like I just want to look like a normal person. I'm gonna walk by the room and peek in. Okay, uh, roll a perception check. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, you see that the dwarven man is, there's like a nice leather couch within this room and sort of a, a drink cart. And you see that he has seemingly poured himself like a whiskey and he's sitting down and and just drinking it. I'll just like poke my head in and be like, uh, is everything good in here, sir? Can I get you anything? Oh, uh, I'm fine. I'm just, just taking a breather from from the, the the commotion that's out there, you know? Alcohol can make people do crazy things. Um, well, if you're if you're fine, um, uh, enjoy the rest of your night, sir. Uh, thank you, thank you kindly. <laughs> and this room—it's just like a library. He's just chilling by himself right now. Yeah, there's like one wall that's like bookcases. There's desks. You know, there's a few desks and like a fireplace. Uh, but yeah, he seems to just be chilling by himself. Uh, great. Then I will move on and just kind of hang hang around. Okay, we're going to cut to the ball again to see what's going on with the donkey demons. Um, 
I assume now the charmed one is trying to again grapple the uncharmed one, but also now the guards have uh, shifted to like you're you're hearing the clash of like swords are coming out and and shields are coming out. So let's see what's happening over there. Uh, everyone, roll a perception check. Sixteen. Twenty-two. Eleven. Okay. I think, Emil, you and Loomis sort of being further away, like kind of towards the beginning of the hallway, you're able to make out that uh, you, you can hear like the clash of these shields and the donkeys, and you're kind of hearing like the brain of these donkey demons uh, as, again, seemingly like swords are coming out and swinging at them. Uh, you do hear them say like, get Maiden and get them out of here. Like they're shouting to, to move the representatives. Um, mm-hmm like out of the, the ball okay i'll yeah i'll just whisper into the stone for lumens because i don't know where he is anymore shit's going down in there if we're gonna find something out it, it's gotta be now i think things are getting crazy yeah i already left uh, bye <laughs> lumens is gonna head towards the library and sneak in i guess well the door's open right yes the door's open lumens is gonna walk in and climb on the ceiling. Okay. Are you trying <laughs> yes. to not be seen by the dwarven man, though? Well, I'm invisible. Oh, you're invisible. So I cannot be seen. Right. <laughs> but either way, like, I am trying to stealth. Like, I'm not going to, like, berate in. Not that Loomis has, like, a, is loud anyways. He kind of sneaks right. everywhere he goes. But... Either way, when he gets into the library, he is going to make his way up to the ceiling. Okay. Go ahead and, yeah, you, your superior body carries you upwards to the <laughs> ceiling. Um, and go ahead and roll an insight check on the dwarven man. Okay. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> six. He is just sitting there and drinking his little drink and... That is what he seemingly is doing for a little bit. Very, very quietly, I will relay that to the others and also, I guess, turn on my sending stone so that they can start hearing everything that I hear in this library. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll just wait. Um, As long as no one's like coming up this way, just hold, hold our ground. I'll tell them, I'll say, I think I have, I mean, I don't know very many people at this party, but of the list of people I do know, there is a potential, I have a hunch of who he might be waiting for. Who? You think it could be Maiden? That would be, uh, that'd be quite a twist. Um, I don't know. I, I, all there is to do is wait to see what this guy does. Remember, we, we might not get the information we need and then we're, it's fine. We'll we'll find another way to, to figure this out, but let's not put ourselves in danger. Let's just hang out. I hear you. That sounds great. Um, I will say, what if Maiden's currently being evacuated, right? Mm-hmm. What if we give it like 10 minutes? If nobody shows up, what if I mask a many faces into Maiden Vanbor and I just like poke my head in and I'm just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That's not a terrible idea. High risk, but potentially high reward. Lumis doesn't have a say because he's hiding. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's just hold off and see what happens. Though. Okay. Hello, sorry to interrupt. Um, just wanted to pop in here for a second and say thank you so much for listening to episode 40 of our podcast, This Could Get Dicey, 4-0, Over the Hill. Incredible. Thank you so much. It means so much that you're here. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, it would really, really, really help a lot if you can leave a review, actually. Um, like this one from 5E Lover. Wow, what a great podcast. I love literally everything about it. Thank you, 5E Lover. It means the world. Uh, any other podcast app you might be using, if it has a rating system, it, anything helps really it, we super duper appreciate it um also follow us on instagram and tiktok at tcgd pod we post all kinds of stuff there funny videos of everybody on the show including you know some insightful stuff about D, some fun clips from the show and we even do contests and giveaways sometimes so you're gonna want to follow us so you can see it all right that's it thank you back to the episode let's see what's going on with in the central ballroom here also, I just reread my character description. It's just until the end of your next turn. It's a combat-based feature. The ber- uh, the berries. Sorry. Well, they tasted very good. So no no bonus. If you eat it in combat, it's a bonus action, and then you have those bonuses till the end of your next turn. It was a good. It was a good mid-ball snack. <sighs> sorry, I thought it would be more potent than that. <laughs> Uh, Emil, since you're the closest to the ball area, go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. That is a 21. Uh, the sound from the ballroom is not great sounding. Um, you're hearing that the, uh, the crowd as a whole is now, like, freaked out. The, the brain of the donkeys has gotten louder and more confident from what you can tell, and you hear a... Like, you hear the sound of, like, shielded, armored individuals coming this way. Like, a, a, a small crowd of, a small group of people is coming uh, down the hallway. Oh, shit, shit. Someone's coming. Someone's coming. It's a party. It's just, it's a, we're at a party. You're allowed to be at a, you're allowed yeah, to be here. I just, I just sit down on the top step. Like, <laughs> like, wherever, like, I just sit down and pull Alice down with me and we just start having a conversation. I'm not, I'm not near you. I'm a waiter. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'll just sit down and I'll, like, pull out. Um, a scrap of paper and like just start scribbling my thoughts on this business. Sure, yeah, there's a nice sort of like plush bench in the hallway. You sit down. Uh, coming by you is a small group of like guards surrounding a small group of representatives, you know, to be more than just Maiden and, uh, and Lysith. You see, you recognize all these people. You see Lysith Ernok. You see her daughter, Kytheria Ernok. You see uh, Granic Vallum. You see uh, Maiden Vambor. You see Lady Sophia Halikfer, the leader of Venzor, who was who has been here but wasn't in that group. Basically, anybody who's like the officials of a city or, you know, whether it's this city or another city, they are in this group and they are being like shuttled down this hallway um, towards towards a room over there you don't know like where but they're going they are moving down the hallway to safety away from whatever's going on in the ballroom does anybody look hurt uh roll a perception check 20 30 20 
Uh, you notice that some of the, the guards look a little beat up and like their shields perhaps like a tiny bit dented, but none of the representatives look hurt. Does the party keep going after they leave? Um, there's there's like a kerfuffle uh, of, of people trying to like get out. I'd say the, the ball um, is in scramble mode right now, so it's hard to say like, are, is everyone leaving? Are the, is are these donkey demons just like have like running amok mm. over there? Okay. Uh, great. Um, can I? How far down the hallway can I see? Like uh, them you can, going. Um, they look like they are going towards that library. I'm just gonna like join in the back. <laughs> just try and like sidle up to the back of them and move with them. And, like, put on my best, like, I'm a terrified aristocrat face, and I just want to be where the, <laughs> the weapons are. Um, yeah, I'm just going to try and, like, blend in. <laughs> okay, roll either performance or stealth. All right. They're both bad, so. Great. Well, my stealth's not horrible. Plus three. Uh, a dirty 20. 17 okay. plus three, 20. Yeah, I think there's probably, like, a couple other people at, at your, like, level in the city who are also kind of like, oh, me too. Like, oh, there's some bad happening. Like, we would like to be with the important people. Please. I'm sure like, they're coming after me too. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, you, yeah, you kind of are able to tag along with the group like, oh, no. And Loomis, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. 12 you're able to hear this group of people coming down the hallway towards the library the dwarven man also hears this and like immediately kind of stands up and um he is going to get into like the corner of the room kind of like under you because i kind of imagine like you're on the the ceiling in like one corner hidden behind the door and like out of view and that's the kind of same spot he wants to go to as well okay and uh you see that he pulls out a little a little bottle, drinks it, and he's invisible as well. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there's no like weird invisibility rules where we can see each other, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Not all invisible people know each other. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, you're in the a secret plane in which you can only see each other. No, you cannot see each other. You are invisible on the ceiling. He is invisible on the ground. Okay, very quietly, I whisper into the um, sending stone. He went invisible, and he was, is right underneath me, behind the door. Cool. Um, <laughs> that's great information. Everything's going... Hey, everybody? Hey, everybody? This is going great. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> um, I think I will position myself... At like, hmm. if if this dwarven man's gone invisible and tries to like leave, I kind of want to know. So I kind of want to like position myself, maybe like at the top of the stairs or like in the hallway, where like try not to stand so stupidly like spread out that I'm covering <laughs> up the hallway. But I want it to be like if somebody had to walk by me, even if knowing that like an invisible person tries to walk by me, like I would like be taking up space in the hall- hallway where they'd have to walk around me. Okay. You're like trying to, you're trying to feel the breeze of a cloak walking yes. by you. In, in okay. addition to this, I will, uh, 
try and do my best scared performance act and take out like my water skin from the inside of my my cape <laughs> and just spill it all over the floor at the door. Mm. Okay. Uh, roll a performance check, I think. Mm. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. My wa- my water broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how how are you like selling that your water skin is now spilling all over the? Ground? I don't know what's going on, and I'll bring my water skin to my lips and just like oh dear, <laughs> just like spill all down <laughs> the front of myself. Um, yeah, and just like drop it on the floor and let it pour out for a little bit before I pick it up. Like oh no, I'm sorry. I think one of the bouncer guys who's like kind of at the back is like, how the, how did you get in here? And then another one's like, uh, you, sir, like, uh, you can't, I don't think, I don't, sorry. And they're just kind of like pushing you away from No, the wait, I was with Maiden. We were talking and then they started attacking. I, I don't know if they were coming for him or me. Uh, roll a persuasion <laughs> check. Oh, God. Water dribbling down your chin <laughs> all over your fucking suit. Uh, 16. They, yeah, I guess they take a look at you and they're like, I, 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 okay, and they kind of, instead of, like, pushing you now, just, like, grab you, and, like, everyone's being shoved into this library, the doors are closing. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> everyone's in there. nothing. The doors close. Well, there's water on the ground. There's water on the ground mm-hmm. by the door. Um, Ellis, you are still in the hallway. The door is now closed on this library. You can hear the sound of like a spear sliding through like the handles. Like oh, fuck. Okay. they are blockading <laughs> themselves in that room. Sick. All right. Um, I if, if from this hallway, can I can can you look? Is it like on a banister where you can look into the ballroom, or is, is the ballroom like away? Uh, you could look into the ballroom. Like you're able to see like one side of the hallway. Um, it's like an L-shaped hallway. The door to the library is like at that like corner, like at the ninety-degree okay. angle. So at one side is the ballroom. The other side of the L is like the private rooms, and then the the doorway to the library is at that ninety-degree angle. So you're able to see kind of both. Uh, can I scan the ballroom for one the donkey demons and two Elizabeth? Uh, okay, yeah. Roll a perception check. Dirty 20. You see people are kind of, they're, you kind of make out that people are running up those like grand stairs, like back to like leave the ball. You can see now more people are pouring down like different hall. Some people are going down to the kitchens to like get away from this. Some people are running down the same hallway, um, trying to like get into any room that will, is not locked to kind of hide in there. Um, you don't see Elizabeth anywhere. You do see that the donkey demons have seemingly won whatever battle that they were having in there. Um, the charmed one, uh, it hasn't been an hour yet. They're still charmed and still like trying to, to grapple their other one. The other one is seemingly kind of getting into like a, a bloodthirsty sort of state um, and sort of just like shoving people out of the way, uh, you know, not taking any care of like withholding any strength or anything like that like they are like throwing people around the room trying to find Maiden are they are are the donkeys like hurting people like are they like hurting people or is it just like kind of blind like sho- like shoving and pushing like they're not like are they like stabbing random people being like are you Maiden no it's it's more like blind like rage sort of thing so like people are getting injured but it is not like them being like stabbing people shoving them out of the way. you know they're like 
kind of just trying to like get to a location. They're trying to find Maiden, so they're moving pe moving people out of the way. Um, but it is not like maliciously hurting people. It is the fallout from them trying to look for Maiden. I I really want to do something stupid, but I don't want to fuck this ball up more than anything else. So I think I will just, I think I will just stay and observe. Okay. I I'm specifically waiting for like if if they start to come up the stairs or something, but or like start coming this way, maybe I'll do something. But for now, like I got two people in a barricaded room that need to get out. I'm just gonna hold hold my ground. Okay, in the barricaded room. Uh, yeah, small, it, it's like a fairly large room, so, I mean, I think probably, like, 15 people just came in here between, like, guards, bouncers, Emil, and these representatives, so 15 <laughs> people are now in this room, um, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's filled up, people are, are on, on the couches, kind of, like, consoling each other, making sure everyone's okay, the guards are all, like, at the door, at the ready to, to make sure nothing's getting in here, um, and the two of you, Emil, well, uh, Emil, are you trying to, to do anything right now? Maybe work my way over to the representatives. Like, if the guards are letting me get close, maybe, like, go up just to, like, add in to this, like, conversation. But also, like, I don't know, I think Emil's business side has just activated <laughs> because he's in a room with all these reps of the city. So. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, there's there's kind of, like, some couches located like right on a, a fireplace and that's kind of where like the representatives of the cities are sitting there's kind of some like other um aristocrats around the room that uh you kind of fit into and you like you know i think a couple of you are all trying to like scooch your way in towards <laughs> like that that central couch area but mm -hmm. i think there's some like guards sort of okay. uh, keeping you at bay yeah I'll just loudly start recounting to the person next to me that's not one of the representatives as if we were having a conversation. Thank goodness we were having a conversation out on the balcony. Me, Maiden, uh, uh, the, uh, the other one, uh, <laughs> Lysith. Thank goodness we were all talking on the balcony because I don't, I mean, if they were in that room when those freaks started attacking, I don't know what would have happened. Are you trying to like accomplish anything? Or are you just you're just speaking? Okay, it's just vanity. Um, okay. I am, however, trying to do the mental mathematics of how long I think invisibility the spell lasts and how long Loomis has been in this room. Hmm. That's a good question. How long does? One hour. Okay, and that one is concentration. That is concentration. Let's just. Let's just go ahead, and there's some commotion going on. You just saw your friends get barricaded in there. Go ahead and roll a concentration check. You haven't, you're not being berated, so it's going to be a lower DC. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay, okay. God, don't okay, make great. that face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, you're still invisible, Loomis. Um, what are you doing, invisible on the ceiling? Okay. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> I want to try to confirm if the dwarven man is still underneath me. Okay. <laughs> Could I essentially use my newly decorated spear that's been used with a bunch of arts and crafts that probably has glitter on it, <laughs> sprinkle glitter beneath me to see 
if it hits the floor or potentially hits a head. Sure. Real, real life fairy fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what to roll for this? Um, I guess there's a level of stealth to this because you're trying to quietly like shake glitter off of this. So let's go ahead and do a stealth check to see, to see you with advantage because you're invisible. Okay. <laughs> Eight plus six. Fourteen. 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 Okay. Um, I think the room, you know, there's a lot of commotion going on, so I don't think you're necessarily quiet about doing this. I don't think anybody hears you, though, either. Like, I think if they were to be like, I'm listening for someone in the corner to make a noise, then they would probably <laughs> hear you. But no one's doing that because there's donkeys outside trying to kill everybody, and they just got brought into this room, and they're making sure everyone's okay. So you're not necessarily quiet about it. Glitter sprinkles down from your spear and roll a perception check. Oh, God. Okay. Ooh. Uh, 21. You see that the glitter is, like, landing on, like, the shoulders of, of a figure below you. Okay. As I see that, I relay it in the sending stone i keep on wanting to say bluetooth in the sending stone the dwarven man's still right underneath me cool everybody literally just play it cool and let's just let's just wait this out literally everybody do something a meal it's double for you (laughs) how long does loomis have i'm freaking out (laughs) with this Um, invisibility it's it's probably been like 30 minutes 20 30 minutes something like that okay this is all happening like pretty fast for the record the ball was probably going for like at least an hour before y'all like got there you know like the ball did not just like immediately start then end and all that yeah yeah, you so time has passed we're getting into the evening hours um but yeah you you probably have at least 30 minutes left on the spell i'll just wait i do i do nothing (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, Loomis. Oh no! What do you? Or what do you? Or y'all just like what's what's everyone kind of doing right now? I feel like I'm just watching the glitter shoulders, making sure they're not moving. If they're just staying there, um, and knowing that my time is limited, I definitely want to make myself smaller and definitely utilize my cloak to essentially camouflage myself once invisibility is up okay yeah i imagine instead of just standing like with your feet on the ceiling and you just like hanging upside down you're now like flat on the ceiling Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah you you continue to watch the uh the glitter below you go ahead and roll another perception check kind of as like time is passing here in the room can i look as well since he told us. Yeah, oh, he yes, yes. Go ahead and roll perception as well, Emil. 13. 23. 23. Um, I think, Loomis, you're maybe getting like, a little tangled in your cloak on the ceiling, like trying to get uh, as small and flat against the ceiling as possible, and so you don't quite notice anything. Emil, I think you see that the glitter has like moved ever so slightly to like further into the corner to where there's like a bookcase. And you can see that, like, a hand has, like, placed, like, a book just showed up out of nowhere on the bookcase. 
Oh, like a book was placed onto the bookshelf? Yes. Well, yeah, like the glitter moved over, the book kind of just showed up, and then the glitter moved back to where it was before. Okay, so my inference is that he just put that book on the shelf. Yes. Okay, I'm going to just make a mental note of what book it is. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, with your 22, whatever. Three, yeah. 23, you can kind of make out, like, this is the tone. Like, you all collected this tome from the Collector Chateau. You know it well. This oh, is the tome. sweet. Okay. Yeah. So he's leaving it here for someone to pick up. Outside the room. Let's see what's going on with the donkeys now, shall we? <laughs> Yes. Okay. The charmed donkey is not having a great time trying to grapple their friend. So, unfortunately, you see the uncharmed donkey demon now sprinting down this hallway. The charmed donkey demon in tow. Can they see me? Like, is that like... Are you trying to, like, hide from them? No, 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 no. I'm still trying to look like a, like, a caterer. I think they would see you if they were looking for you. I don't think they're particularly, like, looking for anybody. I think, you know, perhaps they got, like, the scent, the feel, the vibe of, like, where Maiden went. And they are now, like, sprinting down this hallway towards the door. Uh, Into my Sending Stone, um, I will... Really quick, is there anybody else in this hallway? Uh, yeah, I think some other people are still kind of, like, making their way, okay. trying to hide. And now that these these creatures are sprinting down the hallway towards them, there's, like, some screams, and they're sprinting away. I will say into the sitting stone, I'll say, um, the, do- the donkeys are coming. I'm going to try one more Hail-, Hail Mary. Um, well, not actually. This is not the Hail Mary. I have one more Hail Mary. <laughs> um, and I will not looking at the donkeys, like continuing to just like look down at the party. Um, I will telepathically communicate to the donkeys. Um, I do not look like Alice right now. And in the donkey's head, um, I will give it my best college try as they hear Alvina, Cassia, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It seems as if though your mission is failing, yes. Roll a performance check. I could do better than that. That was a two. I'm going to use my last (laughs) luck point. Okay. Last luck. I still got an inspiration to use too. Okay. I forget about those. That's lucky, baby. That's a natural 20 for a 26. Nice. Nice. I think the, yeah, the donkeys are like sprinting. And I also, you probably have like, at this point, like five minutes left on Charm Person. You know, I think there's still probably a good like 15 minutes on invisibility, but Charm Person you cast before. So like, you're, you're losing your grasp on, on these two as they're sprinting. And I think they hear this and... Um, them not being like partic- you know they're not stupid but they're not super smart either uh, they hear this and they kind of like halt in their their where they're going and they're they're just like a little frozen terrified for for a, like for this moment though I do love playing games I do not like being made a fool of I demand that you leave the premises of this ball 
immediately and report back for due consequences, yes. <laughs> um, roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Look, if the hallway was empty, I was going to mask of many faces into Nanoxus. Okay. <laughs> I cannot roll below a 10. Right. So that is a 21. Okay, okay. Um, I think, like, you see the... Uh, their eyes start like kind of like blinking in a, like an anxious way you know they you see that they're kind of like shuddering like shutting down you know their shoulders are like dropping they're like hunk hu- like they're sort of like hunching into themselves a little bit uh you've definitely put like there's a shift in their mind of like they're they're going back to sort of like a dark place hearing anoxus's seemingly hearing anoxus's voice in their head um, and you hear them sort of like telepathically reach out to like wherever the source of this voice is. Um, uh, but we uh, we have not accomplished our mission yet. We might not have another chance, my prince. Well, I do not think you will be accomplishing the mission tonight. Seeing as though Maiden is now barricaded in a locked room surrounded by guards, yes. We could break the door. We could break the door. We are strong. We could break the door. You would break the door and then die trying. It is best probably to regroup and attempt at another time. Roll another persuasion check. 21. 21. Um, I think you see the charmed one is moving, like, trying to, like, tug on the arm of the, of the other one. And I think the uncharmed one is, is, like, having kind of like a fit almost. Like, they're, they're torn between listening to you and like being so so close to like this target that I don't think the uncharmed one is going to go along with this I think the um, they will now go into another grapple contest between the two of them the charmed one is able to grapple and sort of hold back the uncharmed one Um, they're sort of like stuck like they're not able to move the other one but they've at least prevented them from sort of just like headbutting into this door um go ahead and roll a insight check as you watch these two 16 i think you see you're seeing a lot of pain particularly in the one that's uncharmed by you um you know, I think like there's a lot of like pain and despair and anger and frustration and like all of these feelings of like we cannot have just been played with. Like Nanoxus could not have just sent us here to be so close to our target for the for like them to just take this away from us. They almost kind of like both of them are like falling to their knees and like you see something kind of like shift in them a little bit. Ellis is very conflicted because he doesn't like what he's saying, but also he like knows like they're probably not going to succeed, but he's also pretty worried that this is it this is like turning into something bigger. Um yeah, I will uh sending stone to Emil and Loomis and say, Guys, they're like right outside the fucking door and it is not looking good. Like it it is like they are 
I think one of them is the the, the chill one's still trying to be chill, but the not chill one is very very not chill. I will like retreat to another corner of the room away from people, or like maybe to a window to look out and whisper into my stone. We're gonna need a distraction to get out of here anyway. Ellis, I so appreciate everything you've done to try and stop these donkeys tonight. Maybe we should let it happen now. Okay. I say out loud to the room. What's that sound? Do you all hear that? <laughs> and I look look at the door. Yeah, I think at this point, a lot of the, the representatives have sort of like, you know, like loosened their ties a little bit. And like, they're in a panic room of sorts right now. Um, you see that the guards become more alert and everyone's kind of like gearing up, like, you know, putting their like halberds and spears towards the door, uh, prepared for like what might happen. They're kind of like moving everybody away towards like the furthest corner and like starting to, the guards are starting to like build like a furniture, like barricade sort of thing. And then I, I'll walk over to the bookshelf where I know the, um, the book is. And I'll grab the book next to it, but as I'm re and I'll, I'll like uh, say I apologize in advance for this, uh, and I'll grab the book next to it um, and pull it off the shelf. As I do that, can I look at the room and see if anyone freaks out about me reaching for the book? Uh, yeah. Roll a perception check. Nah, damn it! It's a seven. I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. Uh, it's a 19 total. 19, okay. Go ahead and roll a performance check. This will be like a pretty low DC just to kind of see like if you can do this fake out. Uh, performance? Yes. 13? 13, okay. Um, yeah, I think you're you're putting up like a, you know, people, people are kind of scrambling. They're grabbing belongings. They're moving around. You do see in this like movement as people are kind of moving away from the door and stuff, you see Granic Vallum, the representative to Theron Hill, is like looking like dead at you. Like, um, is he the one that's engaged to Kytheria potentially? Yeah, not officially engaged, okay. but that was what Elm and Marguerite was like loud mouthing about the gossip behind their relationship on the boat okay well well i'll grab this book and I'll, I'll clock that i won't say anything i will turn to like you know like the blank pages in the beginning and end of a book that are just there for protection i'll take out my magic uh paintbrush oh and paint uh, a picture of a dagger and say okay. my my daughter's gifted this to me from the store uh and i'll, I'll draw a dagger and then pick it up off of the page and say like just just, just for protection and i'll close the book i'll like rip you know like rip that page out and like pick the dagger up and like toss the book and have this dagger in my hand i think granik is like again just like eyes right on you he's like oh excellent idea and pulls out um like a dagger as well and sort of grabs his uh his partner his uh Kytheria, and they like move towards like the corner and sort of like put some furniture in front of them um and he like eventually like his eyes like linger for a very long time before he kind of like turns his attention back to like protecting Kytheria. <laughs> okay. Very smooth. Very good job. Um, outside of the room, um, I'll kind of like try to stand like right in front of the door to the library and say loud enough. 
for hopefully the people inside the library to hear. Um, but I will say in uh, my Charles voice to the donkeys, I'll be like, Hey, you're, you guys really aren't like allowed up here. And um, d those masks are really, really scary. I I'm going to need y'all to go downstairs. You're talking to the donkeys? Yeah, kind of like assuming the donkeys aren't going to listen to me. I'm more being like to the people, like the guards inside. Like I'm trying to let them know like donkeys are right outside. Cool. I think the, the guards inside here, the uncharmed donkey and now like the charm on the other one is starting to fall. Go ahead and roll a, a performance check. I'm, I'm going to let it roll. That's a natural one. <laughs> okay. The what the uncharmed donkey I think like still being like just barely held back is gonna like look at you and it's like opening its mouth and letting out this very loud bray that like echoes like around the hallway um, and make a Constitution saving throw. Uh oh. Woof. Four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn! If only that berry had worked. For real. <laughs> it would have been an eight. Could have been an eight. <laughs> you feel the intern like your internal organs like twist in pain and agony as like the echo of this brain like shout from this donkey demon um like rings out and you are stunned <laughs> until the end of your next turn. We will be entering combat. Oh my god. <laughs> uh on when we return next episode. However, one last thing. You do take some damage as well. You take 22 points of necrotic damage. You are stunned. And roll a constitution saving throw to now see if invisibility withstands. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you have to beat an 11 or something, right? Yeah, you gotta beat an 11. That's me kissing the die. Inspiration. Okay. <laughs> that, that was another That was another two. Okay. Oh, God. What's up with your dice tonight? They, they were great in the beginning. They're helping me tell the story. <sighs> Different dice. Much better. Natural 19 plus two. Okay. 21. Okay. Invisibility is still up for, like, probably five more minutes or so. Charmed person is now no longer on the charmed donkey. They are both, like, ready to just, like bust into this doorway uh you are stunned ellis in front of this doorway having taken 22 points of necrotic damage and that is where we will end tonight's episode they just they just did that to uh, just a oh, catering worker I'm just, I'm just Carl. And they just were like, brain mushed me. Imagine how surprised they're going to be when this random ass dude doesn't die immediately. <laughs> so true. Oh, shit. What do Whoops. I do? We got everyone in the same room. We got everybody we needed in the same <laughs> tiny ass room. We did it. Hey, and we got the, we got the information we needed. That you did. Now we just have to get the hell out. All right. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this time. Things could get dicey. Mm. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Things could get dicey. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to This Could Get Dicey. I do remember the name of the podcast, and it's this, not things. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. 
uh, please like and review wherever you listen to podcasts, share with your friends. We appreciate it so much. And tune in to the next episode on Wednesday, March 6th.